Welcome back. My name is Chris Gosling from Australian Fund Monitors. Today we're talking to Rob Gregory from Glenmore Australian Equities Fund. Uh, Rob's fund has nearly five years, coming up to five years track record, over which time he's produced 25% per annum. And in 2021, he's returned 39%. Uh, that's a pretty impressive performance. Rob, tell us how you did it and what you saw in 2021. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Yeah, look, uh, 2021 was a pleasing year for the fund. Uh, the, the 39% was um, generated from a reasonably broad base group of stocks and sectors. So um, there was a number of, I guess the key theme from the, the stocks that did well for the fund were, were quality businesses that delivered strong earnings across that 12 month and, and they saw an, an according, they saw their stock prices re-rate accordingly. So, um, yeah, I mean, some of the top performers were in the financial services space, um, MA Financial, which was previously known as Mollus Australia. Uh, that did very well. Uh, Pinnacle, which is a funds management distribution company, also did very well. Um, they, were the, they were two companies that delivered very strong earnings across, across the period. Um, in the resources space, uh, mineral resources continue to do very well. That's a name that would be well known to a lot of uh Viewers, uh, it's been a very well, very well run company for a long period of time, uh, and a, a, one company that's a, a much smaller company that's just starting to emerge as a coking coal producer is Bowen Coking Coal, which did very well for the fund, um, uh, and that's basically not in production just yet, but has a number of assets uh, that and, and acquired a particularly strategic asset off New Hope in August last year. Um, being the, the coal wash plant in Queensland. So that's a company that I think can do, continue, did, did very well in 2021 and continue to do so. Uh, and then in addition to some of those stocks, there was also a, you know, five to 10 names across a range of sectors that uh, performed very well. Uh, ARB, Dicodata, uh, Lifestyle Communities, and just to name a few that uh, did well. So, but yeah, look, certainly the backdrop was favourable. I think the All Lords accumulated did 18% a year. So certainly a favourable year for equities, uh, and I, I probably wouldn't expect that sort of rate of appreciation uh, in 2022. But um, yeah, no, it was a, it was a pleasant. So just going through the, the some of the names you've mentioned there, um, it's a, it's pretty clear that you don't invest in a specific sector. So you're not a specific small cap company or large company investor. You're across all caps, across the whole market, where you see value. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, look, I mean, I think it's one of the advantages of the, the mandate we have at Glenmore is we can invest in any any market cap stock. Uh, we're really, the, the first the first thing we're looking for at a company is that company quality, whether it's a, a product or a service that has particular you know, merit or use for its customer base. Um, so we're looking for that quality of company, and then after that, you drill down into the valuation. But... Um, the, the, the consistent theme across the life of the fund in terms of stocks that have performed well uh, are ones that have been on the cusp of significant earnings growth that often at that initial point of our investment, um, that earnings growth isn't really factored into the stock price and valuation. So um, really looking to partner with good quality businesses run by uh, high quality management teams that can, that can grow earnings and valuation over a, a multi-year period. Rob, just looking forward, I mean, we've, we've, we've seen over the past uh, three or four months, in fact, you could say over the past year or two, the constant threat 
of inflation. Now that's been accelerating more recently and we saw uh, very high inflation figures out of the US overnight. Uh, we've constantly been talking about a reduction in, in uh, central bank uh, support. We saw Jerome Powell again overnight trying to talk down that fear. To what extent do you see looking forward into your crystal ball what's going to happen in 2022? Yeah, uh, look, in terms of monetary policy, uh, my expectation would be similar to most participants in the market where I think we'll see um, rate rises from the US Central Bank at, at some point over the next few years, well, uh, the next 12 months, probably uh, multiple rate rises. Um, I think there's just, there's just already this general rhetoric from most of the central banks that you know, we've got inflation rising quite significantly. So, uh, and in, on top of that, we've got a recovering global economy. So we need to expect uh, interest rate policy will rise over the coming you know, 12, 18 months period. So, um, yeah, I think I would be expecting that to continue. In terms of what impact that has on the ASX, uh, I think you can expect to see valuations of highly priced growth stocks. Uh, I think the valuations of them Know, will, will compress over the, like, the next 12 months. We've already started to see that over the last two, three, four months for a lot of stocks. Um, but I think that you can expect that to continue. Um, the, other, the other sort of earnings impact, I think, on a, a company-specific level is uh, a number of, I think a number of companies will face rising costs, whether that be labour or raw materials or just logistics costs. And I think there are going to be some situations where is an earnings impact, even if it's a short-term earnings impact. I think you will see some earnings impacts on uh, stocks, you know, on the ASX over the, the next few reporting periods. And how do you go about adjusting your stock selection or portfolio construction in that environment? Do you reduce your overall weighting to the market either through, through increasing cash or what, what's your approach to that? Yeah, look, I mean, it's not... Um, it wouldn't change overly based on macro events. It's it, very much a bottom-up stock-picking fund. So we're looking for a business that we believe can grow over a period of two, three, four years. Um, so I wouldn't say it has a dramatic effect on portfolio composition. The, 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 main, the main driver of uh, changes to portfolio composition is, is simply valuations of individual stocks reaching what we believe is our fair value of the company. Uh, and also, in addition, there might be from time to time other stocks in the portfolio that we believe offer better expected returns. So in that, 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 that can be a catalyst to reduce, uh, you know, reduce the position in one stock and put more money into another stock. But, um, yeah, look, the macro situation absolutely has to be taken into account, particularly with rising inflation. Um, and I think, you know, the key, the key thing to, to focus on for the next six to 12 months is uh, just that the company's ability to, to pass on rising costs, um, uh, that, that's going to be a huge issue for the market for the next 12 months. Rob, do you tend to cut companies out or positions out of the portfolio fairly quickly when you see situations change or are you a fairly patient long-term investor? Uh, look, that's a case-by-case -case situation, I think, Chris. Um, I, there are definitely times where I'll... I'll Patient, uh, particularly if it's a company and a management team that 
we, we have a lot of confidence in what I've known for a long time or we believe that, you know, it has a very robust business model. But certainly, um, look, there are times when stocks are exited quite quickly, particularly if we believe uh, the earnings outlook is deteriorating or, um, you know, the valuation is particularly expensive relative to its earnings growth. So, um, yeah, look, it, it's a case-by-case -case situation there. Okay. Rob, just generally, um, do you see the local market being overpriced as a whole? I mean, you're obviously very good at buying underpriced assets or companies that are just, as you said, just about to start on a growth cycle and have been undervalued or haven't been fully valued by the market. But do you see the market as a whole being overvalued, as many people are saying? Look, I probably wouldn't say the overall market's overvalued. Um, look, it's, it's a lot, it's nowhere near as cheap as it was 12, 18 months ago. Um, but my main focus is on the stocks in, in the actual portfolio at Glenmore. Um, I still think a number of them are, are very attractively priced on a, a one, two, three year time frame for in terms of looking at if they deliver on what I think they can deliver, I think the, the valuation will still rise quite significantly. Um, Overall, it's it's not a it's not something I, I spend a lot of time looking at the overall market. But look, it's certainly um, I think certainly certain certain parts of the market have been quite expensively priced. And I think to be honest, we've seen some of those stocks and sectors uh, you know derate the last few months. And I think that's quite a healthy thing for the for the market because I think some of those uh, particularly more speculative uh, stocks and companies, uh, yeah, I think they'd run too hard. So there's always that opportunity for someone such as yourself at Glenmore to be able to, out of over 2,000 stocks on the ASX, to find pockets of really good value. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And look, I mean, you know, I've worked in the markets for a long time now, and, and, you absolutely, and the reality is you, you have periods where the stock market is incredibly cheap, reasonably cheap, really valued, perhaps a little bit expensive, um, and and. and you know, so there's lots of different phases of the stock market. Um, so, but it, as, a, as a general comment, you know, it's a fantastic uh, vehicle to try to create wealth. Um, and so the, the real focus is really just continue to try to identify those businesses that can grow earnings over a significant period of time. So, um, yeah, look, I, I still remain very confident. That's terrific to hear. Um, I'm glad you're confident. There's other people who are a bit nervous about these things. So I think... Uh, what you've done in the past has obviously paid off and we look forward to seeing more of it in the future. Well done. Thanks, Chris.